The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-826-5884. 800-826-5884. That's 800-826-5884. Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with our guest, Rich Little, Rich Little, America's Master Mimic. Rich is getting ready for his very first virtual performance, Rich Little Virtually Speaking, which will take place Thursday, October 15th, from a socially distant location in Las Vegas. Thursday, October 15th, beginning at 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Pacific Time. Tickets are $15. For tickets and more information, stageit.com, stageit.com, or therichlittle.com. Once upon a time, Rich, once upon a time, I wrote a book on The Fugitive with David Jansen and Barry Morse. And as a result, I I had many conversations with, with Barry Morse during that time. You knew Barry. Yes, I did. Barry, Barry was a Canadian. Yes. And they're very, uh, very popular in Canada. And then he came down to the States and did The Fugitive. And I got to know him, and I used to go over to the set and um, watch them shoot The Fugitive with David Jansen, who mm-hmm. was a very nice guy. Yes. Uh, had a bit of a drinking problem. but um, and, and then he ended up living like three doors from me in Malibu. Oh, wow. And I used to talk to him all the time. He used to walk down the beach, and um, I'd see Johnny Carson. He lived on the beach, too. He was always sitting on his deck waiting for his new wife to pass by. <laughs> um, and uh, David Jansen would usually be there, and uh, we we struck up quite a friendship. He was a great guy. I loved him. Yeah, da- David Jansen, I understand, had a very, very sly, very dry uh, sense of humor. Uh, well, David Jackson, you know, he talked like this. He very, very low-keyed. And, uh, you know, I, I remember going on the set of The Fugitive and saying, what's happening? Uh, you're getting into a laundry ba- basket. Are you escaping from the police? <laughs> and he said to me, Rich, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, you have no idea? He said, no, I, I, I never read the script. Well, yeah, that's because I was told that David had a, had the type of memory that once he glanced at the script, he almost immediately committed it to memory. He he was like, I mean, he was like supernatural that way. I was told. Really, he had a photographic memory. That's what I was told. I've been told by several actors who worked with him. He was one of the quickest reads in the business. Wow, that's that's a big plus for an actor, you know. Uh, Dana Andrews was one that had a photographic memory, and and Robert Mitchum too. Mm-hmm. Robert Mitchum could uh, memorize lines by just looking at the script, just glancing at it, whether he was drunk or sober. I mean, God, can you imagine somebody doing that? 
Yeah, well, that's that. that I'm I'm guessing that's one of the reasons why people like Mitchum and Jansen worked as often as they did because they knew that when when the red light came on, they were ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You knew David. Yeah, yeah well, he was a nice guy. He really was. Well, I I, I, I knew Barry. I did not. I, I never had a chance to get to know David, but, but I knew Barry. I knew Barry. Yeah. 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 And, and Barry was not an impressionist, but Barry, like you, knew how to mimic people. He was very proud of the fact that he can slip into a an American accent or a, or a German accent or or whatever accent needed at the drop of a hat. I have a picture of Barry Morris that was taken at the Copacabana in the 60s. And it's a great shot because I'm sitting next to him and I've got my, my hand up my sleeve. So it, it looks like I have no hands. Oh, wow. <laughs> Of the fugitive was looking for the one-armed, you know. That's right. <laughs> funny picture. Very, very funny picture. There are a lot of funny pictures in Little by Little, Rich's book, Little by Little, uh, Celebrities I've Known and Been. There are not only a lot of great pictures, there are a lot of original sketches that are done by Rich Little. When did you first start sketching? I started sketching before I did impressions, actually. Um, when I was about 15, I started to do portraits. I would sit on the on the bus or the streetcar back then mm-hmm. and sketch, sketch people. And um, then when the person I sketched would get off the bus, I would hand it to them, and they'd usually rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've, I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds of sketches, and... A lot of them I put in my book. Yes, Little by Little, which is available at richlittle.com, amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. All proceeds from the sale of Little by Little will support our veterans by way of the Gary Sinise Foundation. Great. Well, thank you for saying that. That's great. One of the other people you single out in Little by Little as among your favorite people in the business is an actor named Herb Voland. Now, folks... Herb Volan, that name may not ring a bell, but he's one of those actors that once you see him, you know exactly who he is. He was kind of avuncular looking. He kind of had a face like a bulldog, but he could do comedy. He could do drama. He did a lot of the old Screen Gems shows. He was on MASH. When, when did you first run into Herb Volan? Well, I, I did a situation comedy early in my career and called Love on a Rooftop mm-hmm. with Peter Duell and Judy Carnes. And Herb, Herb Bolin was the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was Judy Carnes' father in the uh, show. Yes. And I was, I was the crazy next-door neighbor, you know, and was always coming in with new ideas. And I was an inventor or something. Anyway, I got to know uh, Herb on Love and a Rooftop, and we became really great friends. He was a wonderful man. Wonderful man. Wonderful man, and, and as I said, one of the great character actors of the golden age of television. You mentioned uh, Love on the Rooftop and Screen Gems. Around that time, maybe a year later, you did a number of Flying Nuns uh, for Screen Gems. And, and, and again, it was you played a character. You, 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 you played a monk. And again, it's a reminder. There are no impressions in any of the, in any of the Flying Nuns you did. You, I played an accident-prone priest yes. called Brother Paul. On the Flying Nun, I did, I think, three episodes. They were going to have a spinoff and, and um, uh, do it as a series, but it never came about. But it was interesting because I was kind of a, a monk 
who was a uh, Inspector Clouseau, really. Yes. He, um, he was, he was uh, always, always hurting himself and getting into accidents. Interesting character. Yes, interesting character. And, and speaking of Clouseau, I believe one of the voices in your arsenal is Peter Sellers as Clouseau. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I dubbed, um, a, I think, a couple of movies, Pink Panther movies, after he passed away. And uh, they needed his voice for a couple of scenes that they didn't get his voice for. And I did that for Blake Edwards. And I've done that a few times, you know, um, people, actors who have passed away, and I, I dubbed their voices. I did that for um, uh, David Niven. Mm-hmm. I remember I did a, a Christmas special. Uh, as Gene Kelly, and when Gene lost his voice, and uh, I did all the um, narration. And that's not easy to do, Rich, because as like when you're when you're creating a, char- a character as an actor, yes, you have the script, but you can kind of set your pace in terms of how to deliver it. But when you're when you're coming in, you know, dubbing, you gotta you gotta get the voice down. You get you get you gotta get the dialogue down and get it all within twenty seconds, thirty seconds, however long the scene is. Well, you know, Gene, Gene Kelly had a very, uh, very high kind of voice, and he talked like this, and uh, you know, and I did all the narration as, as Gene Kelly, and I did David Niven too for uh, a couple of Pink Panther movies, and got a lovely uh, letter from him. He lived in Spain, and um, he wanted to know. This was when he lost his voice. He had Lou Gehrig's disease, mm-hmm. and um, he asked me if I would come over to Spain and uh, walked behind him when he went to the store so I, so I could order food for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a compliment. Yeah, I thought I'd be glad to do that, and I never heard back. But, uh, well, um, you know, hey, the, the offer was there. But the offer was there. That was great. Yeah. Imagine walking behind David Niven and talking like him. <laughs> that would have been funny. Rich Little will be performing his very first virtual performance, Rich Little Virtually Speaking, direct from Las Vegas on Thursday, October 15th, beginning at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, Rich Little Virtually Speaking. Tickets are $15. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. $15. Uh, You can order it through stageit.com, stageit.com. For more information, therichlittle.com. When when you do a live performance and you're 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 playing off against the audience, are there times when the audience might say, "Hey, Rich, can you do John Wayne, even if it's not necessarily part of your planned performance that night?" Oh, sure, sure, sure. You know, it's going to be tough to do that uh, virtually speaking show because um, there'll be no audience. Yeah. You know, and I'm not used to that at all. So there'll be no laughs. So you know, I'll have to. Um, Take that into consideration when I do the show. I mean, we'll have we'll have a couple of people in the room, but basically speaking, it uh, it will be uh, a non-audience audience. Well, but 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 again, that kind of goes back to your roots as a performer because when you're when you're doing something for film, there's not necessarily an audience when you're doing the when you're doing the funny when you're filming it. But so you sort of have to imagine the audience as you're performing, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure it'll go very well on October fifteenth. Well, you're absolutely right. When you think of it, people that make movies, um, you know, comedies, movies, uh, there's no audience. Yeah. And, and it still works. But, you know, it, um, it's much better to, to have a live audience. And, uh, you know, when I did uh, Lucille Ball and uh, Carol Burnett, uh, we had a live audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, 
that always helps. Well, maybe if this first event goes well, you might do another one, and maybe you, you might the organizers might figure out a way for some audience participation or at least feedback in the in, yeah. In the well, Christmas. I may do a Christmas show. That might be interesting. I've done that in the past. You well, know. yeah. Well, final question, and this kind of ties it all together. I understand. Speaking of Christmas, I understand that Alistair Sim, when he performed Scrooge in in 1951. That left a very distinct impression on you, so to speak, as a moviegoer and later as a performer, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, I still think that that version of, of uh, Alistair Sims is still the best. You know, they've done Scrooge about, oh, my gosh, eight or nine times. Uh, but that English version with Alistair Sims is still the best. And when I saw that, I was, uh, you know, I, I thought the, the, um, the plot of Scrooge, uh, Christmas Carol was interesting, and that's when I adapted it and did my own version, where I played all the different parts and different voices, you know. And I I did that as a special back in the '70s and won an Emmy for that. So um, I've done a Christmas Carol many many times. I've done it I've done it as a TV show, a radio show, a record, uh, a live stage performance. I've I've done that over and over. So I, I could do that again, you know. I could dust, dust that off and do it again, yeah. Well, if you decide to do a Christmas show virtually, uh, please come back and visit us on TV Confidential. I will do that. I will do that, yeah. That would well, be great. Rich Little, virtually speaking, Thursday, October 15th, beginning at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. For tickets and more information, stageit.com, stageit.com, or therichlittle.com. Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, uh, this has been fun, and uh, thanks for all the, the great questions and remembering people that I almost have forgotten, you know. <laughs> thank you, Ed. Thank I appreciate that. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Samson Williams. Troy Finnis. Peter Borshaw. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swit. Ben Asner. A uh, lovely, enchanting interview. All the conversation. It wasn't an interview. Well, thank you. That's that's what I try to do. That's what I I try to make this a conversation. You made it. That's TV Confidential every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Maverick: Legend of the West, revised third edition, completely updated with more than 100 pages of new information about the show that made James Garner a star, including a dozen new interviews and a lot more comments from James Garner himself. Maverick, Legend of the West, revised third edition, available now at mavericklegendofthewest.com, mavericklegendofthewest.com. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093. 
That's 800-715-6093. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Hi, this is Penny Kaiser, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on the station at the usual time. Our guests will include Emmy-nominated writer-producer Billy Van Zant and Emmy-nominated costume designer Diana Eden. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, we have a few minutes, enough time to tell you that our friend Phil Grace of TV Confidential and Archival Television Audio contributed vital archival audio to the sit-in. The sit-in, Harry Belafonte hosts the Tonight Show, the sit-in, the new NBC Peacock documentary, executive produced by Joy Reid and directed by Yoriba Richin, that is now available for streaming on demand on the Peacock digital platform. Phil contributed archival audio of Harry Belafonte interviewing the Smothers Brothers, Lena Horne, and Bill Cosby during the week in February 1968 when Harry Belafonte guest-hosted The Tonight Show, plus Phil also appears on camera. Belafonte's guest lineup that week also included Dr. Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy just months before both were assassinated. That historic week in American history, in American pop culture, is captured in the sit-in. The sit-in Harry Belafonte hosts The Tonight Show, featuring archival audio from our friend Phil Grice. The sit-in, Harry Belafonte, host of The Tonight Show, is available for streaming on demand on the NBC Peacock platform. Also want to tell you that you can now purchase t-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Also a reminder that Rich Little, virtually speaking, will take place Thursday, October 15th from a socially distant location in Las Vegas beginning at 8.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Pacific Time. Tickets are $15. For more information, stageit.com, stageit.com, or the Rich little.com rich's book little by little people i've known and been is available through amazon.com as well as the richlittle.com all proceeds from the sales of little by little will support our veterans by way of the gary sinise foundation you can also follow rich little on facebook also a reminder that radio honey by tara newly arkel is available through blackpond press.com as well as amazon.com barnesnoble.com and other online retailers you can follow tara newly arkel on twitter instagram facebook and tara 
tararkle.com tara a-r-k-l-e tararkle.com finally confessions of a rogue tv comedy writer by ted bergman is available through amazon.com and other online retailers you can follow ted bergman on facebook ted spells his name b-e-r-g-e-m-a-n Ted Bergman on Facebook. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Baffa, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Geis, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we will talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.